Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, it's Lee from the Story Pirates. We have a great show for you today that features so many things. We've got weird food combinations, a purple fire hydrant, spy stuff, probiotics, a town full of Megans, and more. We'll get to all of that in just a minute after this quick word for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune into King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Another successful shopping trip in the books. You know, I really think these pit stops we've been making in space have been so eye-opening. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know that malls in space were so much like malls on Earth. I even got this pretzel. Peter, that's a Glub Glob, not a pretzel. Still tasty. Glub Globs aren't edible. Yeah, well, it's still, <laughs> it's still tasty. <laughs> okay, well, now that we're leaving the mall, uh, oh, shoot. Does anyone remember where we parked the ship? Oh, oh. oh. Can't say that I do. Peter, Mm -hmm. wasn't it your job to remember where we parked? Uh, No, I thought it was Nimini's job. Well, I thought it was Megan's job. Lee, I thought it was your job. No, 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 no. I was wearing these super dark sunglasses when we walked into the mall. Remember? They're so dark that I couldn't see where we parked, so it definitely wasn't my job. So what do we do? Oh, I've got an idea. Everyone, hang on a second. Where is Lee going? He just ran into that shop. I'm coming back! Okay! All right, okay, so I'm back. I just ran into this store called The Sharpest Image because I was browsing around in there earlier and they had this. What's that? It's a machine that will allow me to enter your minds. 
Huh? I'm just gonna use this device to jump into each of your minds one at a time, and I'll just, you know, poke around in your memories until I can figure out where we parked. Oh. Oh, oh hello, Glib Glob. other people, just write for yourself. Just go for the imagination. This is weird. Art makes things art. Sheep, get out of here. We're trying to finish a story. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids. And turn them into sketch comedy and songs. All right, I've got the machine started up. Everyone ready to have me jump inside their brains? Um, Lee, are you sure this thing is safe? Of course. The sharpest image has a notoriously fair return policy. Uh, actually, weird. It looks like they've already gone out of business. Oh, (laughs) well, maybe before I jump inside your heads, we can do a story. Yeah! Okay, listeners, this first story is about a club that is very hard to get into because... In order to be in it, you have to enjoy some pretty unique foods. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, I'm Brooklyn. I'm 12 years old and I live in Pennsylvania. This is my story. It's called The Weird Food Club. Mom! 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 Good morning, Caitlin. What's for breakfast? Blueberry pancakes. Why? Because I want to try them with ketchup. What? Why? Because Jack said it was good. Oh, Jack, huh? Well, what if you don't like it? I'll just feed it to Henry. He'd eat anything. I'm too. He certainly would. Okay, well, I guess it's your choice. Yay! Oh, no. We're out of ketchup. Oh, well, too bad. It's okay. Jack said if we're out of ketchup, that I should just try it with barbecue sauce, mustard, or relish. Oh, Jack said that, did he? But I think I should try all three! Sweetie, your friend Jack sounds kind of, uh, weird. I know, right? Time to pour all three of these things onto my pancakes. Barbecue sauce. Ugh. Relish. Ugh. And mustard. Ugh. Caitlin, are you sure about this? Born ready. What? Here goes nothing. Here, Henry, you can have the rest. I'm too. Well, I think we all learned a lesson here today. We sure did. That That mixing gross foods foods together is disgusting. What? No, that's. I gotta go tell Jack at school. Bye, Mom. So I said 1997 called. They want their zoot suit back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Jack, you're a legend. Did you really say that? Basically. Awesome. Jack, I did it. I did it. Hey, Caitlin, you did what? I ate the blueberry pancakes with mustard, relish, and barbecue sauce. You what? You two. Scram. Sure thing, Jackie boy. (laughs) Skadoo. Ha-ha. Nice work, Caitlin. I didn't think you had it in you, but I guess that means you're now officially a member of the... Weird Food Club. Yeah. Yeah! Jack, this is a dream come true. But now that I'm a member, I have some thoughts. I'm listening. Do you think that we should have more people? I never thought of that. It's so crazy, it just might work. Should we just ask people? No, I think we should have ourselves an audition montage. This is the Weird Food Club Audition Montage! 
next. Hi, I'm Daryl. Daryl, tell us, what's the weirdest food combination you've ever eaten? Well, one time I ate some potatoes. Uh-huh. With some sweet potatoes. Uh, thanks, Daryl. Did I make it? We'll call you. Next. This is the Weird Food Club Audition Montage. Hi, I'm Trixie. And have you ever eaten a weird food combination? Oh, one time I put some cucumbers into my water. Thank you. Next. This is the Weird Food Club Audition Montage. Hi, I'm Gordon, and I'll be singing Mama Who Bore Me from Spring Awakening. Ahem. <clears throat> Next! This is the Weird Food Club Audition Montage! Hi, what's your name? I'm Frank. And have you ever had a weird food combination that was totally gross? Yes, I think I have. Last year I ate a pickle. Uh-huh. With an Oreo. Uh-huh. And cheddar Pringles. What? I threw up like ten times after I ate it. Frank, welcome to the Weird Food Club! Yeah! yeah. Next! This is the Weird Food Club Audition Montage! Hi, I'm Gail, and a few years ago, I put crispy bacon in my lemonade. Then I drank and chewed it. That sounds super gross. You're in! Of course I am. Yeah! This is the end of the Weird Food Club Audition Montage! I can't believe we finally found the perfect combination of weird food-eating friends. And it only took three months. Frank and Gail, we're lucky to have you. I Happy love to be stuff. here. Well, I think it's safe to say that no club in this school could outgross us. What about a club from another school? Huh? huh? Who are you? It's us. The Weirdest Food Club, yeah! Yeah. We're from your rival school, and we're here to outgross you. Ladies and gentlemen of the lunchroom, welcome to the first ever gross food combination competition. Yeah. Where did this crowd come from? We all know the rules. Best out of three is the winner. Our first matchup is Randall versus Gail. Round one, begin. <laughs> what do you got, Gail? This one time, I had melted ice cream uh-huh. with minced carrots uh-huh. and soy sauce. Uh, okay, pretty good. But check this. Last night, I had tortilla chips uh-huh. with melted black licorice. Uh-huh. And... Papers. Oh. That looks like a point for the visiting team. Round two, Kirby versus Caitlin begin. Okay, one time I had Fruit Loops uh-huh. in gazpacho uh-huh. with hummus. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Don't let her shake you, Caitlin. You got this. Okay, so a few months ago, I had a tuna tartare uh-huh. with sunflower seed butter. Which means it all comes down to the final round. Darth versus Jack, begin! All right, listen up. This morning, I had a baby food injected Cinnabon <gasps> topped with raw oysters, <gasps> wasabi, <gasps> pop rocks, <gasps> liver sausage, <gasps> and mint jello. the grossest food combination this humble announcer has ever heard of. I don't think there's any way Jack could possibly top that. Caitlin, what do I do? That's too gross. 
How can I possibly top that? I should give up. Pull yourself together. This isn't the Jack I know. The Jack that I know inspired me to be the gross food-eating champion I am today. Before I met you, the weirdest food I'd ever eaten was sweet and sour sauce with french fries. That's actually a really good combination. Exactly. Now, you may not have ever eaten that many gross things all mixed together, but it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Wow. You're right, Caitlin. It looks like the student has become the master. Hey, what's happening over there? Are you getting ready to give up? I've only just begun. I have eaten many weird food combinations in my life. Uh-huh. But the grossest one uh-huh. was when I ate uh-huh. Cheerios with warm orange juice. Thanks, Caitlin. I couldn't have done it without you. Caitlin! Mom, what are you doing here? Honestly, I'm not sure, but I saw everything. And despite the fact that this was all extremely unpleasant and I'm very uncomfortable with all of it, I think I'm proud of you. Thanks, Mom. Say, does that mean you want to join the Weird Food Club? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm too. Oh, Henry. The end. Wow, that story was such a good story. So incredible. Oh, I loved it. You said it. Okay, okay. Who wants me to poke inside their brain first? Oh, I'll do it. I'm definitely going to have the best brain. Nimini, you know it's not a contest, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm still going to win. All right, here we go. Whoa. Okay, I think I'm inside Nimini's mind. I guess all I have to do is just get past this hallway of lasers. Oh, ah, wow, I'm lucky I'm so limber. Okay, bend here, jump over this, and done. Okay, next task, pick the lock on this door. Boy, Nimini's mind sure is secure. Okay, got it. Now just to rappel down the side of this building, carve through this six inch window, and crack this safe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Got it. All right, all of Nimini's memories are inside this safe. Let's see what we got here. Top secret government information, spaceship piloting skills, 14 languages. Nothing about where we parked the ship. Oh well, time to get out of here. Hey Lee, uh, you find anything inside my head about where we parked the ship? Nah, just a bunch of action and danger. Cool. Oh, Lee, try my brain next. I don't think I remember where we parked, but I am curious to see what the inside of my head looks like. All right, here I go. Huh, that's weird. Megan's mind just sort of looks like a normal town. Morning, Megan. Howdy, Megan. Did you see that new movie, Megan, the movie? Not yet, but I hear it's great. I live right across the street from a billboard for it. You know, the one with the giant picture of Megan's face on it. I love that billboard. Anyway, here's your newspaper, the Megan Daily. Huh, so everyone here is a Megan. That tracks, I guess. Oh, here's a building full of Megan's memories, and (laughs) it's a theater. Of course it is. Welcome to Megan's Memories. You'll find a Megan reciting a monologue with a different memory behind each of these curtains. They're sorted alphabetically, so just head down this hall to find what you need. Thanks, Usher Megan. All right. Walking down the hall. Oh, here are the curtains. Okay, let's just see what's behind this one. 
I was just a little girl playing with her toys in the grass. Ah, not there. Okay, let's look behind this one. Two eggs, a cup of flour, a pinch of salt. Boring! All right, let's check behind this curtain. Mars, then Jupiter, then Saturn. Wow, there are so many Megans, so many monologues, but nothing about where we parked the ship. I'm out of here. <laughs> Lee, you're back! So, what do you find? Well, honestly, it was a whole lot of you. How did I look? Um, like you. Oh, thank goodness. Well, Peter, I guess that means that you're the one with the memory of where we parked the ship. Ready for me to zap myself into your head? Ready as I'll ever be. Here we go. <sighs> it's so cold. Why is it so cold in here? Wait a minute. That looks like a giant milk carton. And that's a big block of cheese? Peter's mind is just a big fridge. Ugh. I'm gonna climb onto another shelf to see what I can find. Uh, 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 uh. That was harder than I thought it would be. Okay, that looks like a giant jar of mayonnaise. Wait, except it's not mayonnaise. The label on the jar says childhood memories. All right, I guess I'll look inside. I think it's yummier with the wrapper on. Ugh, I'll never unsee that. Closed. Let's see what's on the next shelf. Uh, uh. Oh, here's a big loaf of bread. Wait, are you supposed to keep bread in the fridge? Eh, whatever. Oh, yuck, it's all moldy. What does it say on the label? Algebra, gross, next shelf. Uh, uh. Oh, it's a big apple. That looks good. Oh, and the little sticker on it says sewing skills. Huh, I didn't know Peter could sew. I gotta ask him if he can fix that rip in my jeans. Uh, getting distracted. There's so much food in this fridge, but none of it is telling me where we parked the ship. I'm out of here. Uh, uh. Okay, everyone, gather around. I've got some bad news. My brain is almost completely empty. No, well, wait, yes? How did you know? Wild guess, but honestly, I'm not surprised. No, the bad news is that nobody remembers where we parked. <gasps> I know, gasp. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! this next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control! We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. 
Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Well, if none of you can remember where we parked the ship, how are we going to get home? Lee, there's only one thing left to do. We have to go inside of your head. Me? But I was wearing dark sunglasses, remember? I I couldn't see anything. Well, maybe we'll still find a clue. It's our only hope. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry in advance, and I'm ready. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Guys! Is it just me, or are the walls in here moving? Peter, I don't think that's the wall that's moving. I think the walls are covered in probiotics. Hi, probiotics? Man, I almost forgot about you guys. We Uh, can someone explain to me what is going on? Well, you see, Lee drinks a lot of kefir, which is a fermented yogurty drink. And the kefir has a bunch of microscopic probiotics in it, which can help you, you know, do stuff. Lee's mind appears to be a sea of probiotics, as far as the eye can see. How can we help you? Have you guys seen any clues about where we might have parked the ship? Those dark sunglasses Lee was wearing made it too dark for the probiotics to even see anything. Probiotics, any clue might help. There isn't anything you can remember seeing. Red vest. Red vest. Now that doesn't make much sense to me. Well, it's the only clue we have. Come on, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you, probiotics. Nice meeting you. <laughs> so... Did you guys find anything inside my brain? Yeah, we met the probiotics. Oh, good. Nothing weirder than that? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, they said something about a red vest. Does that ring any bells? Huh, red vest, red vest. Wait a minute. Yes, it does ring a bell. (laughs) All right. 
I know why we can't remember where we parked the ship. Why? Because we didn't park the ship. Huh? We used the valet. The what? You know, the valet. Instead of parking the ship ourselves, we brought it to a stand where an employee in a red vest parked the ship for us. Oh. And look, there's the valet stand. Uh, excuse me, hi there. Uh, yeah, we're here to pick up our ship, the Tidal Wave. It's the big falling apart pirate ship that's been retrofitted to fly through space. Yeah, and make sure there's not a scratch on it, okay? Thank you so much for your help. Here's 20 ship coin. You know, make it 30. Oh, here she comes. Come on, everybody. Let's get back on board. Oh, this mind jumping has made me hungry. Uh, might I suggest a glib blob? Um, no thanks. That's a good idea, actually. Hey, before we get back on the road, should we do another story? Yeah! Okay, listeners, are you the sort of person that sees art everywhere you look? Well, this next story is about a girl who not only sees art everywhere she looks, she makes art everywhere she looks. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Jane. I'm six years old and I live in Virginia. This is my story, The Girl Who Painted Everything. Ah, another beautiful day of my favorite activity, painting. Carly, we know you love to paint, but the school told us you've been painting when you should be paying attention. So, your father and I have decided to embrace your urge to paint, but at the appropriate time and place. But mother, I love to paint. The world needs color. We know, hun, but we have to set boundaries. I'm not much of an art guy, but while you're at home, Carly, you can paint as much as you like. We'll be downstairs. Let us know if you need anything. Okay, thank you, mother and father. Oh, it's so satisfying to put the brush to canvas. Here I go. Oh, Carly, you've done it again. An entire canvas of blue. I'll call it my blue painting. Honey? How's the painting coming along? I just finished my latest masterpiece, the blue painting. It's definitely blue. Wow, a monochrome piece. Bold use of color. Gosh, I'm more of a spreadsheets and numbers guy, but I do think it's great. Thank you, mother. Thank you, father. All right, now it's time for dinner. I'm not hungry. I feel the spirit of invention flowing through me. I must paint some more. Huh, okay. We'll be downstairs if you need anything, dear. Painting a canvas is satisfying, but I wonder what it would be like to paint outside the boundaries. What else can I paint in my room? Ah, my collection of water bottles. I keep forgetting I have so many of them. And then I get a new water bottle, and then I find the original. It's a whole thing. Here I go. There, that. Oh, that works. I've painted my water bottles a lovely shade of burnt sienna. Now to my stuffed animals. I shall paint them aubergine. It's like purple, but darker. Here I go. That looks perfect. A wonderful examination of a child's toys and primary colors. Now, I must move beyond the boundaries of my room and paint! Hey, honey, have you seen my Carly? 
You're painting the kitchen table? Hi, Mom. Hon, I can't find my... Carly, you're painting the kitchen counter. Hi, Dad. You've painted everything but the kitchen sink. Oh, wait. She painted the kitchen sink, too. The kitchen has been painted yellow ochre to symbolize my favorite breakfast food, scrambled eggs. I guess this is better than painting in school. Gosh, I guess your old man just doesn't understand art, but as long as you feel like you're expressing yourself. Mother, my work must continue in the living room. Oh, wait, come back. We just shampooed the carpet. Ah, finished. Carly, what have you done? I have painted your computer, Mother. Mauve, it's an earth tone. Um, okay. I appreciate the message, but I still need to use the computer. At least you didn't paint my... What? No! My indoor fire hydrant! I have painted your red indoor fire hydrant aubergine. Aubergine? It's like purple, but darker. It's French for eggplant. Well, I'm just glad Carly finally found a use for your fire hydrant, Stephen. It's a conversation starter. People come over and say, why do you have this? And then we talk. It's fun. But now that it's aubergine, it'll be ridiculous. Carly, we want to be supportive, but painting the computer and your father's fire hydrant is where we draw the line. Take this outside. Very well, father. A painter's work is never done. Hey, hon, I need to send some emails. Can you get the paint thinner? I painted the sidewalk a lovely azure to mimic the night sky. And I painted the car oyster gray to mimic the sidewalk. And I used every last drop of neon pink paint to cover the front lawn! Hello, Carly. Ooh, that's a lot of paint. I'm just taking my appropriately named Dalmatian Spot for a walk. Ah, hello, Mrs. Winstead. Hi, Spot. Ah. I'm not finished yet, Mrs. Winstead. You're holding that brush with intent. What are you going to do? I'm going to paint your dog, Spot. Oh, Carly, I don't think you should. Here I go. Oh, no, 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 Carly, that's an I painted Spot. Spot. You've painted Spot. Spot's the same color as the rest of Spot. Now Spot has no spots. You're welcome, Mrs. Winstead. Carly, time to come inside for... Ah, Carly, you painted the entire front lawn. I must run, Mrs. Winstead. Talk to you soon. No, you won't. Come, Spot, or should I call you dog? Carly, come in this instant. Okay. Well, Carly, we finally cleared the LCD monitor of paint. And my fire hydrant is finally starting to look red again. I'm not an art guy, but a purple fire hydrant? I just don't get it. Mother, father, hold still. I'm feeling inspired. Carly, what, what, no, what are you doing no, there? Don't do that. Oh, oh, my goodness. That's 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 wow. Oh, oh, my feeling. Oh, my legs. Oh, Carly, you've painted us head to toe. You're welcome. You've painted the entire house, the neighborhood, my precious computer. And my antique indoor fire hydrant. Please, Carly, it's time to get serious about boundaries. Stop, stop painting. painting. Very well. I shall stop. <sighs> After one final canvas. What else is there? There is but one final surface I have yet to paint. Myself. Carly, no! Oh, oh, here. No, 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 it's getting in here. No, even her face. No, no, ribs. Carly, you have painted yourself head to toe. Carly, I know you're trying to test the boundaries as an artist, but this is all too much. I cleaned off a mirror. Look at yourself. Oh, 
Oh my. I see everything has been painted. Yes, you're out of control. This is why boundaries are important, Carly. You have painted everything except your perfect nose. Yet I see now that my nose is all the more beautiful and perfect because it hasn't been painted. The what now? Don't you see, Father? My art had no boundaries. But now I understand that boundaries are what make art possible in the first place. My final act as a painter shall be to not paint my nose. I still don't get it. She's making a statement by not using paint to express herself. She is? That's right. I see now boundaries are in place for a reason. A true artist tests those boundaries and doesn't break them. Carly, we're just glad you learned your lesson. Uh Uh-huh. All this art talk is making my head spin. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hello? Hi, Jane. This is Lee from Story Pirates. How's your day going today? Good. I've been drawing pictures a lot. So you're kind of like the girl in your story. I love painting. Have you ever wanted to paint somewhere besides a canvas or a piece of paper? Sometimes. Like, I like to get um, mud And I get, like, a pile of dry dirt, and then I pour water on it, and then I paint the grass with it. (laughs) Oh, cool. I like to paint with food, too. Once I win this pie of some sort, and we put dye in it, food dye. And so you painted the pie with food dye? Yeah. Wow. Where is the most unexpected place that you would paint if you could? This blender, electric blender, and I would paint that purple. So you're number one. If you could paint anywhere, you would choose your blender. Yes. Or my ear. (laughs) Your ear? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) What color would you paint your ear? Well, since teal's my favorite color, it would be teal. Wow, a teal ear. Would you just do one ear or both? (laughs) Um, both. Or it would look weird if you did one. (laughs) Yeah. They'd be like, there goes the girl with one teal ear. (laughs) (laughs) Any other parts of yourself you'd want to paint? Well, I wouldn't paint my nose because it is perfect. Like I said in my story. (laughs) Oh, so that was based on real life. You do have a perfect nose. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else you'd want to paint? Well, I would paint the leaves because I hate the color green. You would paint the leaves of the trees a different color? Yeah. What do you think is a good color for tree leaves? Dark orange. <laughs> kind of like what they look like in fall, right? Yeah. If I could paint part of me, I'd paint my eyebrows like a bright pink. Do you think that would look good? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? What do you mean? I think it would look good blue. <laughs> oh, nice blue eyebrows. I, I think I like this, actually. Maybe you should paint your nose. What color do you think? Purple. Okay, purple <laughs> nose, blue eyebrows. How about your lips? Pink. Pink lips, purple nose, blue eyebrows. If you did the painting, that would make me a work of art. Yeah. So... Jane, one thing I love about your story and about the way that you think about art is that it seems like, in your mind, art can be anywhere. It doesn't just have to be on a canvas. It doesn't just have to be in a museum. museum. Jinx. (laughs) Right. It could be on the walls. 
It could be in your drawing. It could be everywhere. It even can be on your house or something. Because if you're painting your house, that is art. Art makes things art. I love that. Art makes things art. <laughs> I think you're kind of like an art philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> you're like someone who thinks about art and inspires other people to make art. Jane, it has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you for choosing my story. You're so welcome. Thank you for writing it and sending it in to us. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and a big thanks to today's authors, Brooklyn and Jane. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, remember how we all jumped into each other's heads in this episode? Well, write us a story where you jump into the head of someone else. It could be a friend, a family member, or even a famous person from history. Tell us what you see inside of their mind. How does what you see reflect how that person is in real life? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye! Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Executive producers Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Lee Overtree, Sam Baer, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Jonathan Roberts. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Our staff writer is Mike Cavallon, and contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Ted White. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Hannah Corrigan, Langston Darby, Chris Berry, Maddie Fisher, Dylan Fugel, Tara Halpern, Will Jacobs, Nick Canellis, Al King, Mihaela Lawrence, April Laval, Caroline Lux, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Caroline Reedy, Sam Reed Passeru, Joanna Simmons, Blaze Baca, Emily Verla, Jamie Watson, and Nimini Ware. Additional production on the Weird Food Club by Eric Gerson. Oh, hey, Peter. What's going on? Oh, I'm just starting a club. I was inspired by today's episode. Okay, I think I know where this is going. Weird Snack Club, yeah! <laughs> yep, that's it. Okay, bye! This is the Weird Food Club audition montage! I wonder if he realizes that no one is auditioning in there. Hey, no one's here to audition! Oh, gosh. Now I can have all the weird snacks to myself! Woohoo! Oh, double gosh.